the free for all roundtable. Round two. On round two, let's say good morning to Lindsay Broadhead, Strategic Communications and Public Affairs Advisor. Bob Reed is here, Principal at BroadwayStrategy.com, the guy behind the very popular segment Touchdowns and Fumbles on Fridays on the Jerry Agar Show. And Sabrina Nanji is with Queen's Park Observer. I should start with uh, you, Sabrina, because boy, was there a lot of stuff going on yesterday at uh, Queen's Park. What stood out for you? Yeah, they really started off the spring session with a bang. Uh, you know, not only did we get this big healthcare bill that kind of lays out the the details of this plan to ease the the burden on hospitals and tackle the backlog for certain you know diagnostic procedures and surgeries by expanding that into the private sector. So you know, lots of criticism and questions around that one. Um, you know, what stood out to me is kind of the lack of answers we got from the health minister on this. There's there's no regulator. Um, who's going to inspect these clinics. Uh, you know, there is going to be a complaint system, but there's a lot of questions and and the minister couldn't quite answer, you know, how uh, this won't poach uh, much needed staff from our already strapped hospital system. You know, the, the clinics, when they are applying for these licenses, they'll have to, uh, you know, lay out their plans about how they're not going to cannibalize our, our health human resources. But in terms of the actual fine print of that, there, there wasn't really much detail. Um, the other thing is uh, the Mike Schreiner fallout. You yeah. know, after weeks of dragging this on, Schreiner has said he's not going to run for the liberal leadership. And that has caused uh, a huge rift among liberals who are saying, you know, we've already got people in our own party who want to run to be leader. And, and it's also ticked off a lot of Greens, too, um, who are angry that Schreiner, you know, took this time. He took almost a month to decide that he's going to stick around with them. And so a lot of political fallout, never a dull moment at Queen's Park. All right. Well, let's stick with the purely political for a moment. Bob Reed, I sometimes wonder if Mike Schreiner was just playing everybody because the Greens aren't going to go find another leader. They may be uh, disgruntled. And it makes the Liberals look pretty weak. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, for for the, the senior leaders of the Liberal Party, uh, a lot of them in former capacities, but uh, these were these were big name liberals who signed that letter imploring him to come over. I found that just an absolute head scratcher that uh, the people uh, with the history and the upper echelon status that uh, that the Greg Sorberas and so many others who signed that letter had uh, for them to put their names on it and say, hey, uh, our party is bereft of leadership potential. Can you please come and be our shining knight was something that uh, that took me aback at the time and and still does when I stop and think about it. Uh, I think Schreiner had to go through the motions. I, I don't I mean, he could have made it an on the spot or a next day pronouncement. Uh, he probably could have done it faster. But uh, he I, I think he did need to, to, as I say, go through the motions to a degree to say, yeah, I've given this serious consideration and thanks. But no. Uh, back to the health file, Lindsay Broadhead, I I think the government needs considerable political currency to get this through. But I also sense that it's not as easy as it used to be to sow uh, fear and protest when it comes to changes to the healthcare system. I just don't see people flying up the stairs at Queen's Park to shake their fists and say, you've ruined everything. No, and I think uh, on the whole, people are accepting uh, of this whole quote unquote private clinic. I, I think the word private is somewhat troubled. We should call it something else. Um, you know, outsourcing to other clinics in and of itself 
could be very smart and right. But Sabrina raised all the the critical questions, which is the lack of transparency. Um, and and the minister herself said, you know, we're not going to show the details of the contracts, but we will, you know, show the common terms, etc. It's unclear to me, and I think you know many others. I haven't been able to find the answers to the questions around. Um, will we be assured as taxpayers, as OHIP cardholders, that the costs involved will be the same? Can we be ensured that we're not going to be upsold? Um, uh, and then critically, the staffing is just a, a head scratcher to me uh, in, in terms of how we navigate that, uh, especially in the short term before uh, some of the training and school programs at the that the the uh, government has put through um, and proposed go through. So um, it, again, I, I agree with what you're saying, John, that the, in principle, the concept seems okay on paper. It's the transparency on practice that is going to be the gap in people's acceptance of this. I want to move to another story this morning. This happened in Abbotsford, BC. A grade 12 classroom discussion is going on. They're talking about residential schools. A student said priests in the schools had murdered and tortured children at one of the schools they were discussing and the teacher said well no that um, most of the kids at residential schools died from disease primarily tuberculosis uh, that teacher was fired um, Bob Reed I'll start with you here I imagine there's a bit more context to this that is not included in the column I'm looking at this morning um, because you know being sacked for one remark no matter how insensitive or misdirected is a little extreme I think you're entirely right, John. There's got to be there's got to be more going on in this story than that rather breathless column from the National Post lays it out as I mean, saying that the guy was frog marched out of the school by the authorities because he made this one passing comment uh, that does that does stretch credibility. Uh, there there are a lot of questions about what is this this teacher's history? Um, ha has he made similar inflammatory comments as a matter of course? course over time is this the latest is this the you know straw that broke the camel's back incident or is it something that's that's being blown wildly uh, out of proportion i think i think they're fair questions i'm with you i think for one comment like this and presented the way the teacher claims it was he says i i wasn't trying to be inflammatory i was just stating something that actually has some truth to it and it was a one-liner that does seem quite extreme. I'm I'm also interested to see is his union grieving this because yeah. I'm sure that's got to be at play as well. And Sabrina Nanji, it's sort of a cottage industry these days trying to soft pedal the uh, residential schools because in some quarters they seem to feel that uh, the indigenous population has had more attention than it deserves. Yeah, I, I think you guys are right that there's probably more to this story here. Um, but also, you know, read the room. I mean, it's uh, the optics of this at a time when, you know, we're discovering these graves of, of children in residential schools right now. Um, I, I think it's it's not something that uh, we really need to hear, but I'm not really surprised at the same time um, that there's a pushback, if I can put it that way, you know, after after the Truth and Reconciliation Report and, and you know, more efforts 
uh, on that front, that there's going to be some pushback in some quarters. But I think that's a very small part of our population. And, and like I said, there, there's probably more to, to this story here. At City Hall, the Integrity Commissioner is going to continue this investigation into John Tory and the affair he had with an office staffer. Lindsay Broadhead, I'm, I'm wondering what the utility in all of this is. She doesn't work for the city anymore, and uh, he's no longer the mayor. Yeah, and what was, um, I think, quite uh, honorable um, from John Tory was he uh, went to the integrity commissioner himself um, and said, please go ahead. Um, there are rules um, that that stipulate um, and, and consequences, right, um, that stipulate you cannot have relationships with uh, a subordinate. So uh, in terms of standard setting, um, I guess there's a degree of value. There is a degree of value of, of going through this just so that it's abundantly clear in future. Um, but I, I do hope that um, we don't, you know, continue to throw stones on what is otherwise I'm uh, a done story uh, or it should be a done story, assuming all parties are happy and healthy. We, we still don't know the other side of the story, um, but making that assumption, um, I, I think John Tory has been very honorable uh, in, in how he's dealt with this, this thus far um, and that this should be closed soon. It took two years, but there seems to be somewhat of a storm about the promotion of a superintendent at Toronto Police Service. His name is Rick Schenk, and uh, unironically, he's been promoted to head the Toronto Police Professional Standards Unit. It is 30 years ago that he was involved in two deaths and accused in a beating. Um, but Bob Reed, as I was observing a little earlier, uh, on on today's show, so okay, you went on thirty years. You've been a good cop, but that's a pretty odd start. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of uh, of, of questions around this that are that are being asked by by people who. Uh, uh, who are not shy to ask these questions, and 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 they're very fair. Uh, the Toronto Police Service has said they they stand by the nominee, they stand by the uh, by by the the man who's being promoted, uh, and that he has an exemplary record. So, uh, it's this this is a very challenging one because. Uh, this officer went through the due process. The SIU investigated in probably all of these cases, uh, and he was he was cleared by them in one case. He was cleared by the courts in, I believe, two others. So uh, we either have faith in the processes that uh, investigate situations and and pronounce judgment on people, or we don't. So I'm concerned about uh, going back 30 years and revising history because the optics are problematic. But at the same time, those optical problems are legit. The questions that are being raised are legit. So I think what we need is more information, more transparency, uh, more answers to the questions that are being asked. Sabrina Nanji, less than 60 seconds, but I think the concern amongst a lot of people is, okay, he went through the process and there's nothing in his file, but the process back then might not have been, been as transparent as it could be today. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I mean, this is this guy is in charge of internal accountability and, and public confidence in the police. And yes, I think we should take a look at someone's entire career and all the work that they've done. But at this moment, uh, right now, especially when you know confidence uh, among the black community in particular uh, in Toronto is you know 
confidence is basically in the toilet with our police. I think that, you know, a better understanding uh, of this from from the, the police force might, might have gone a long way with the community. My thanks to you all. Good to have you this morning. Sabrina Nanji, Lindsay Broadhead and Bob Reed. Catch the roundtable round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.